and what is up, party people, podcast players, and NNW maniacs. Welcome to another episode of the New Normal Wrestling Podcast. It's me, it's me, it's JCB, and we're back again. We, meaning me and the rest of the band. Now, let me give you a little topic to discuss. When you're putting a band together, you have to have your three main components. You have to have your tough guy, your smart guy, and your heartthrob. But this band takes it one step further. We have the powerhouse, we have the lavish one, and of course, we still have the heartthrob, and that would be me, of course. Let me introduce to you first the powerhouse of the NNW booth. He is the voice of the voiceless. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Mr. DJ Maddie. G. What's up? What's up? Wow. Powerhouse 2020 code for fat guy. <laughs> you know it, bro. You're, you're, you're a full, full on body guy, my man. Uh, you know, you know, I'm big. I'm, uh, I, I'm not lavish. And I'm not heartthrob, which I don't know. Sounds kind of the same to me. So, so basically what we're saying is ladies love the two of you. And I just make sure y'all are good when we're out in public. <laughs> you're, you're, you're like our security whenever we go to shows, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a very, very secure person. <laughs> but you know what, man? I am not the topic here. I think, when's the last time we had a trifecta recording? It, it's been too long. So without further ado, let's welcome back the most genuine, the most lavish of podcast hosts out there in the wrestling podcast world. Ladies and gentlemen, give a big warm welcome back to Mr. Brother Wade Ilson. Ah, uh, good to be back. Good to be back. Yo, good to yes. have you back, brother. Good to have you back. So, guys, let's get right into it. I do want to jump in. A mm-hmm. quick continuation of the topic that Maddie and I spoke about earlier this week about retribution. Wait, I would like to get your take on, <laughs> on the, story, the story plot behind retribution or the lack thereof. Uh, I guess the payoff that we got on Monday, the unmasking, and where does it go from here, brother? Oh, hour and 15 minutes from right here, guys. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, hour 15. <laughs> we just ran a marathon. 40, 45 minutes. But this is, I mean, honestly, I am not a fan. I watched it, uh, the whole aspect of retribution. I did not like the fact that their unmasking really wasn't an unmasking. <laughs> uh, you had them in bootleg Mad Max slash Bane material. And that's what I'm going to go. And they're so distinguishable. You know who everybody is. It's kind of easy to figure out who's who. And then the uh, creator wrestler names you gave them, T-Bar. No, no, it's actually, it's uh, Mace, T-Bag, and Slapdick. Slapdick. I'm pretty sure sure those are the names. According to to What Culture Wrestling, uh, which was probably according to Meltzer or somebody else, they cited their stuff. I'm getting this from them. Uh, One of the names that was uh, uh, thrown to the wayside for the ladies was Shatter, which, you know, could sound kind of tough. But if you Urban Dictionary Shatter, uh, has a lot to do with pooping. So, yeah. (laughs) Adios T-Bag and and J. Cruz and whatever the hell their names are. Come on, man. Like, slapdick. You can't go to slapdick. If you wanted to be cool about it, I, I like one of the ideas, and uh, you know, I've discussed it with the, with the good brother Big Hack and a few other people, and we've even maybe discussed it in the chat. Um, why not go by your names backwards? Your NXT names backwards. That's not a bad idea. That's kind of cool. I dig it. Dijakovic backwards or Dijak. You could have just shortened it. <laughs> or just Dijak. 
Yeah, die Jack. We don't know who that is. <laughs> or, or like, I mean, honestly, or Jack, Jack Death. Yeah, Ooh. honestly, e- e- even before we got their names, I mean, I, just looking at who we have, you could say just die Jack, mm-hmm. Mia, Mercedes, Thorn, uh, Dio. Just like those one word names, I think right. would, their names would would work. I I know they couldn't do this also, but man, I I hate to keep leaning into it being the quote unquote AEW guy, but. How, how dope are Dark Order's just numbers? It really works. They've got masks that cover their faces, even though you know who they are, mm-hmm. and they've got numbers to go along. Now, granted, they always say their names with the numbers, but, man, these code names for people who are worldwide sensations just aren't cutting it. Nah, it's, right. just, well, it's just terrible, man. It's not a good idea. Like, and if you notice on social media, a lot of them, well, me, Mia and Mercedes haven't done it yet. But mm-hmm. I noticed that Shane Thorne, Di, uh, whatever, Die Jack and Dio Matter have all changed their names. And mm-hmm. I am completely confused. <laughs> Yo, I oh. got to tell you, though, their, their Twitter, their Twitter is the best part of Retribution so far. <laughs> yes. They're going, they're going after CM Punk for making fun of it, each other's names. Dropping, dropping Brian Alvarez. You know uh, what, what uh, T-Bar was like? T-Bar, 1.6 mil. That was hilarious, in my opinion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, I, I love how I love their social media game and how, how they're really going after all the trolls. Yeah, man. But wait, let, let me ask you this, brother. So I know I know like we're all unhappy with the unmasking or the unveiling of who they were. But I was mentioning this to Maddie too. The fact that they have all these code names as members of Retribution makes me believe that this has nothing to do with Dominic Dijakovic, Mia Yim, Mercedes Martinez, the, the characters. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this is just a gimmick. This is glossing over. And the five people that we have been seeing on TV and that are now speaking for retribution are not actually retribution. I think I still have a feeling that these people could be just pawns in the overall story. Uh, and I feel like we still have yet to see who the real leader of retribution is. It's Mr. Brody Lee. Is it? I mean, I think the I think the leader honestly is going to be um, Adam Pierce, low key. You really? Because he's been on TV a lot lately, stating his and he's not even he's the authority figure I right. guess, for both brands. So he's been popping up on Raw and SmackDown a lot lately. So you I think feel I, he I feel he plays a part in that. One one of those one of those the puppet master hiding in plain sight situations. Exactly. I, I kind of dig it because I mean he really popped up out of nowhere. You know he had a past. He's been around. It's it's a if you Google him, he's a face that you'll either remember or at least know about. I kind of mm-hmm. dig that idea, especially you know, uh, um, you know how he suckered in the hurt business to get the first. I mean the the, the hurt business got the upper hand. Jo- Johnny and I touched on that mm-hmm. uh, on the last one about like how are you going to unveil, unmask, reveal, debut. Whatever it is you want to call them, and then leave them laying within the first what two or three episodes since the official "Here We Go." Just mm-hmm. uh, brutal, but that would yeah. be that would be a killer. That would be a killer puppet master, especially if they could keep it under wraps for a while. I mean, the payoff was terrible, but remember the mystery general manager, the raw general manager. Yeah, that was kind of oh, cool yeah. with the, with the, the computer laptop. bleeping. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe these maybe these guys maybe they run the mercenary thing and they get their. Uh, they get their their cues from somebody else, and it turns out to be him. I, I don't mind that. I don't hate that. Right now, let me ask you this: There's been a couple 
couple other rumors of some other people that might be behind Retribution. Uh, I have heard Shane McMahon, mm. Kevin Owens. Uh, do either of those two names uh, excite you to maybe have them be the unveiling of the people behind Retribution? Wade has this confused look like, what are you saying? Yeah, those are just report. Those are just, again, things I've seen on social media, people saying that it could be one of those two. I, I think going back to what we've talked about numerous times is the NXT takeover or the NXT invasion. What if it's Triple H? Mm. Wouldn't be opposed to it. Would not be opposed right? to it. It makes the most sense because they're all NXT stars. And like, you know, I know you guys spoke about the send offs. A lot of them didn't get proper send-offs, so maybe Triple H is doing this to get them over in retribution for not being used properly within NXT, but that kind of contradicts itself because wouldn't they go after NXT instead? Mm-hmm. See, that's where I got confused, too. I didn't, right, okay. realize, I, see that. <laughs> I didn't realize some of those were even send-offs. You know, the, 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 the Mercedes-Rhea Ripley match, I didn't realize that was her big, you know, take the pin and leave. I thought that they were just yeah. going to keep that going. I, I I thought there was going to be more stuff going on in NXT. So not only were their send-offs not complete, but they didn't have that that fanfare of the former, mm. you know, the other people who have been sent off, not just the champions, but the other people who have been sent off. They did vignettes for big packages. They did a uh-huh. big build mm-hmm. about their time in NXT and what this match would mean to them and then how devastating mm. the loss was. And then they debuted. I glossed right over that. I thought they were playing on both teams for a little while there because they haven't done it justice. So I'm with you, Wade. It's been the, the move up was a little lackluster. The reveal was a little lackluster. I, I think I think they had a great idea and then didn't feed the fire at all. They got the spark. I was interested in the beginning. I think we all were. I think when mm-hmm. when the when the technical malfunctions happened in the beginning, a couple of us bit, I was the one that wrote like, hey, they're having hurricanes. Maybe mm-hmm. it's the storm, you know, and then it turned out to be this thing. I think they built it well. And then once they kind of got established, they just shit the bed. It's been a downhill slide in said shit. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of it was all reactionary. Don't know what what the uh, the variables were that made the things change uh, week to week. But, again, I, I still think there's still more of this story that we have to sit back and wait for. What What if? What if? Now, I don't know what's going on. I haven't read anything. I might be an idiot. This is just some stupid stuff. But what if Wade Barrett's pulling these strings? Ooh. I said that weeks ago, man, because look who just made a return. Yep. And and who was the person that was in charge of who ran Nexus? Nexus. When the original NXT invasion happened years ago. And a couple of those guys have gone on to become big stars. And then he had the Bad News Barrett thing and then kind of got shuffled into the, the King Barrett, which they didn't put any steam behind, even though he was killing it. Yeah, I, I think I think it could. Now, granted, that probably wouldn't be the original plan because he came on just a couple of weeks ago. But mm-hmm. I would absolutely love if Wade Barrett were running a rogue faction in the WWE. I would love it. I would love to give Wade Barrett that that time and that spotlight again. You know, he of he's course. another guy that was a victim uh, of of himself because he got himself over over too much. Barrett gimmick and that's yep. why he, he he got shot down to the bottom of the ranks which was like he was killing it they gave him the worst gimmick that bad news thing it, mm-hmm. it without the right guy that bad news guy is just a, a a heat machine he just comes out and he goes well you know uh uh insert town here's basketball team sucks but he made it awesome 
Right. I yeah. love the bad news, Barrett. He was Bob, so it, was, it was great. It was one of the best things to come out of NXT. Yeah, agreed. All right, so let's move over to the AEW side. Yep, yep. You know, we do have the uh, the resident AEW mark here in the house. Uh, yeah. I got to talk about the main event from this from this week with uh, Eddie Kingston and John Moxley. Yeah, you know Eddie Kingston, man, is an underrated wrestler, an underrated star, and I, I think that him, his placement right now in AEW, the fact that he's one of their top stars in mm-hmm. AEW is going to be huge for his career moving forward. Big time. Um, you know, uh, Matt, we'll, we'll go to you, brother, since you're the AEW guy, but what did you think about that match uh, uh, as a whole? I mean, did you, first of all, did you think Kingston was actually going to win or did you think Moxley was going to retain it that night? I, I got to tell you, man, uh, AEW ran three shows this week. They ran their regular dark. They ran a late night show after yeah. basketball on Tuesday, and then they ran their regular Wednesday night dynamite. And I got to tell you, across the boards, there was a couple times, including this match, where I nibbled on the the the, the prospect of my mind being blown. Yeah, I, there were a couple times during the match I thought Kingston had Moxley in jeopardy. You know, there was a couple real big ticket matches on that card that night. Um, my, my brain was racked. I didn't know what they were going to do with the TNT Championship because how do you beat? How do you beat Chris Jericho two out of three and then lose to Brody Lee? Well, they did it in a good way. But, yeah, uh, Kingston, Kingston's a staple. He's a mainstay. Anybody who follows any, any indie, if you're, if you're in the Northeast or other places, I don't want to speak to other places too well. I live up here. But if you're in the Northeast and you've ever been to a decent-sized indie show, Eddie Kingston is probably there and probably kicking ass. If you watched NWA, Eddie Kingston came in. He is real and believable. When he grabs the mic, I listen to every word he says. His inflections are real. His unscripted or scripted or bullet point talks are always concise and to the point, but it feels like he's speaking from the heart. I thought a couple of times he had Moxley on the ropes. And to be perfectly honest, you know, with all the talks, I I, I hate to bring it back to, to reality because we all want to escape reality. That's one of the things that wrestling does for all of us. But with all the COVID news going on between WWE, AEW, and things like that, you know, maybe Moxley had to quarantine himself. Maybe something had happened. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah, man, I bought in. Eddie Kingston's a bad motherfucker. I like him running a stable. I, I love that there are stables popping up everywhere. I like him interjecting himself. I also like the fact that being that they had to call an audible, you know, he's been complaining for two weeks that he was never eliminated from the Casino Battle Royal. And then he got his shot when they had to call an audible. They're putting a bow on things. I thought Kingston is. I don't know if Kingston is main event, main event player right away, just because he's still new to the brand. So people that aren't familiar with him are just like, this guy comes out. He talks 90% of the time when he wrestles, it's in a tag team. He's got a limited move set. Moxley was the right match. You know, yeah. Kingston's a brawler. Most of AEW are high flyers. And they say styles make a fight, but like they even mentioned it during 90% of the roster doesn't want to go outside with Moxley. The guys that want to go outside with Moxley are Kingston and dudes like that. I think, I think to be perfectly honest, as good as he's been doing, the fact that he was on a pay-per-view in a predominant spot, the fact that he's kind of running two, you know, upper cross tag teams aside, I think this was his coming out party and they fucking nailed it. Agreed. Now, Wade, you've been following Eddie Kingston for the most part since his days back in Evolve, correct? Yes, sir. 
All right, cool. So what are your thoughts about him? And you, you've seen him a lot earlier than at least someone like, like me. I don't know, Maddie, about you. If you've seen Kingston before AEW, but I was never a, mm-hmm. a Kingston fan until I saw him in NWA. That was my first real um, real chance to get to see and get to know who the character is. So, Wade, what do you think about Eddie Kingston's role right now in AEW and his match against Moxley? I feel it's uh, a great thing for him because, honestly, it's just his e- evolution from Evolve. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate to use the same word twice, but he basically has taken everything he's done from the indie scene and brought it right up to AEW, and it's a beautiful thing to see. Because he's one of those people who, and he's even said it in interviews on podcasts and other other platforms, you can't tell if that's really him or that's a promo. That is one mm-hmm. of the most beautiful things about Eddie Kingston you can take in. And, you, and, and I 100% agree with you. He's a brawler. I eventually, uh, eventually, he's not a main event talent, but I would love to see him with the TNT Championship at some time. Do you know how great that would be for him? The guy is a well-known name throughout the Northeast. And I'm, you know what, Maddie? he is Northeast. He's known through the Northeast heavily. And he's even done some UK stuff. I, I found that he's done a lot of stuff for progress in the late, in his later run. But man, even Impact, Impact, he was crushing it then. You have to give the man his due. And honestly, I am so happy for Eddie Kingston. And I want to see him eventually get that um, TNT championship. Mm-hmm. Right on, hands down. Uh, I I couldn't agree more, more with man. The, the the dude is is a phenomenal talent, phenomenal on the mic. Uh, definitely a great great mouthpiece. And whenever he talks, you don't know if he's shooting or or if it's scripted. You know, and that that's what that's what I love about him. You know, he's one of the guys where when he talks, you can emo- get emotionally invested in what he's saying behind the story that he's trying to portray behind the character and. Uh, I think going back to what Matt was like in ring, I think he I think he might be suffering from a little bit of ring rust because it happens to everyone. He hasn't really been in those one-on-one matches in a while. You know, when he came back to AE, when he came to AEW, he's been in tag matches, been the mouthpiece for some some other matches and stuff like that. So, but overall, man, let's think back to him versus Moxie, man. Yeah. When they were when they were trading chops. Talk about some fucking stiff chops. (laughs) There was a clear and concise winner in that chop battle, and it was not the holder of Big Platinum. Exactly. No, it was it was not Moxley by any means. The sound was was immense. And Jet, you could tell by Moxley, the way Moxley sold before, Mm -hmm. during, and after the chop, that those were some stiff chops. But yeah. Moxley took it. Moxley helped really get Eddie Kingston over. Eddie Kingston did not need to win that match to get over in that match right there. And that made him a viable player for any championship. Now, I do want to say one last thing about Kingston. Mm-hmm. I think if he's going to get any title right now, he needs to carry that FTW title because that's the title that means the most. Hell so yes. Hell Kingston- yeah. Hell yes. Not, I think that's a what? lost title on Cage. That's mm-hmm. that's a lost title on Cage. It means nothing on Brian I, Cage. I think and, not, and not through Brian Cage's fault. I just mm, don't think right. he needs it. His, his thing, he, he talks, but he's Mr. Get Your Shit In, not Mr. Say Your Shit on the mic. I yeah. agree with you. I think if you're going to take a, a title that Taz made, you need a ball-breaking, shit-talking, smack down laying whatever the fuck you want to call him guy i agree with you bones that might be that might be in my opinion the smartest thing i've heard you say on this podcast in a little bit i yeah 
Eddie Kingston with the yes. I you in my opinion, you rush to put titles on people. We had this talk over the weekend. I think I I love the slow burn. I love all this, but yeah, you want to make Eddie Kingston? Hell yeah. Have him go against Taz for that title. Have him lose in a shitty way. Don't take any not Taz, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Cage. Brian Cage, yeah. You know, have, have something happen. Have Cage's bicep go. Have Kingston load up a glove. Who cares if he fucking cheats? But yeah, that mm-hmm. FTW title on on Kingston, I dig it, brother. Best yeah, yeah. best booking you put forth in a bit. And, and I think that it'll make that FTW title a viable mid card title or even lower mid card title. Everyone view it or, as AW. or even skate back to the unsanctioned matches they used to have. They, they wanted mm-hmm. to do the unsanctioned thing, the lights out, the blood and guts. Have a brawler like Eddie Kingston where it's an right. unsanctioned title that you got to get off him. Love it. Agreed. 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 So let's, let's go over to the NXT side and let's talk about someone else who just made a big jump in the main event picture, and that's wow. Kyle O'Reilly of the Undisputed Era. Kyle O'Reilly defeated Cameron Grimes, Bronson Reed, Kushida, and Timothy Thatcher in the first ever Gauntlet Eliminator match, which I don't know if you guys saw the whole match. Whole match. Yeah. Go back and watch. It was a great Fan. match from the finish. Fan I like Fantastic. How, I, like, I like how it continues other storylines. It starts other storylines. It, it, it interweaves stories. Uh, but Kyle O'Reilly had a great showing, one of the first two in the ring and the last man standing uh, mm-hmm. in the match. He put on a fantastic showing and he's a very underrated single star because he's been relegated to the tag team division since he's been in NXT. Uh, for, again, I did not see this slide, but I did go back and watch Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole in Ring mm-hmm. of Honor. You know, uh, Kyle O'Reilly has some bangers in some uh, for some of his singles matches so i'm looking forward mm-hmm. to seeing him versus balor so brother wade what are your thoughts on o'reilly and balor going into takeover 31 a dream match we never thought we would see or want or or now that we have it we definitely need kyle o'reilly again is a very very underrated single star cool kyle one of my personal favorites within the undisputed era um he is one of the best single stars you could possibly have. Yes, we know him for his tag. He's a tag team specialist. Mm-hmm. But let's not forget, if you go back to his indie days when he was Kyle O'Reilly, just the technical wizard out there, he's wrestled some of the best and put on some of the most amazing matches. Go look up him and Zack Sabre Jr. Go look up him and Roderick Strong. Go look up him and Will Ospreay. Go look up him and Johnny Gargano. Go look up him and Adam Cole, which was if not the feud in Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Kyle O'Reilly is so underrated when it comes to that. I wouldn't mind. I know I know he's like the least likely to win this title. And it kind yeah. and I kind of see him showing out more and saying, listen, I Adam Cole is the guy. We know that. And Roger Strong's proved his single status. It's time for everybody to notice, hey, Kyle's could be that main star in the group too with a singles title on. Just saying. You're right. You're right. No, you're right. I don't I don't see Kyle going going over and winning the title, but Kyle's going to get over in this match. Maddie, what do you think is gonna happen now with Undisputed Era uh moving forward? Because it looks like now Kyle's out of the tag out of the tag picture. Uh, it looks like Bobby Fish and Roddy Strong are taking care of the tag titles. Mm-hmm. Adam Cole, he was there to celebrate with Kyle. You know, he's not really doing much in any kind of storyline either. What's going to happen on the Spirit Ever now post TakeOver 31? 
Uh, I think they're going to ride the undisputed era rebuild thing for a little while and then eventually dissolve. I think the retribution coming up right now is a big loss on main event talent. I think having, you know, um, Legato del Fantasma as, as a stable and, and a couple other uh, big situations happening. I think they're going to keep status quo going for a while. I think they're going to build all of these, or all of these guys. I, I think they're going to build Kyle O'Reilly as, as a viable mid card person immediately. They're going to set up the other two as a legit tag team, and they're going to keep Adam Cole as the star for the foreseeable future, maybe until, I don't know, um, Royal Rumble time, if not Mania time next year, and then they're going to have the era probably come up separately. Mm, that's just wow. that's just that's just my guess for now. Yeah, uh, I, I can see them going in separate ways. It'll be unfortunate because they've had such a great run in NXT. I'd love to see what what they could do as a stable, as mm-hmm. a faction on the main roster. But we'll have to wait and see. Uh, before we move on, I do want to touch on some unfortunate news that we heard this week. And both AEW Dynamite and NXT did put a, um, a memorial uh, graphic up on the, on the screens this week. We did lose the uh, one of the best, if not the best tag team wrestler in the world, and one of the best tag teams, if not the best tag team in the world, uh, Road Warrior Animal of the Road Warriors, Legion of Doom. Uh, very young age, 60 years old. Yeah. Uh, it's very, very unfortunate to lose another one so soon. But uh, very quickly, you know, Maddie and I said it earlier in the week on our, our other episode, you know, we are tag team guys. We love traditional tag yeah. teams. Road Warriors were ahead of their time. They really put tag team wrestling, I think, on the map and made it what it is. Uh, so many, look at how many, uh, how many knockoffs of Legion of Doom or Road Warriors there have been over the years. It's been the demolition. You've had the uh, Powers of Pain, Warlord and Barbarian. You've mm-hmm. had Ascension over in, in recent history as well. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you can never replicate uh, greatness like that. Uh, it's really unfortunate, again, to lose another one of another one of the greats. Uh, so all of our condolences go out to animals or Joseph Laurinaitis's family, you know, his brother, John Laurinaitis, his other brother, uh, James, who I think goes uh, in wrestling by the Terminator, is another wrestler. Um, so very unfortunate, but I did appreciate how they did show some graphics. I was really hoping to see a tag team match, though, and somebody winning the tag match by doing the Doomsday device. Yeah. I'm hoping mm-hmm. they capitalize yeah. on that on SmackDown this week. Uh, yeah. I was look, yeah. looking for that, but at least, at least we got to see the graphic. Hopefully we'll see some more this weekend. Or Bron- Bronson Reed did an animal style power slam in the gauntlet match. Uh, they even called it out. Actually, yeah. there, there, there were a couple different homages over the course of the week, but yeah, yeah. nothing real tag team heavy, nothing real obvious. Yeah, I, I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember the Bronson Reed spot. Also Thunder Rosa's her face paint, her face paint. Amazing. Was, yeah. So, uh, you guys want to say anything real quick about Legion of Doom or the Road Warriors? No, no, of course. My, my, my best to the families, and, and, and thank you for, for everything. I mean, it, I, I posted that picture that day of me and my man Joey as, as LOD, yes. uh, you know, Halloween. I don't, I don't think there's a, a kid out there from, from, you know, definitely before my time, but at mm-hmm. least my time on that won't know red shoulder pads with big spikes on them. I mean, you, you could put that gimmick anywhere and people will know what that is yep 
Yeah. All right. So let's go back to some some other wrestling from this week. Let's go back to NXT. Let's talk about that women's battle royal to determine the number one contender for the NXT Women's Championship. And the winner was Candice <laughs> LeRae. Uh, Wade, Wade's I, I'm not say, yeah, I'm not gonna say I was surprised. I, I didn't it's funny because Maddie and I said if there's two people in that match that are not going to win, it's gonna be Rhea Ripley and Candice LeRae. Well, fuck me, because Candice LeRae ended up winning. <laughs> but you know what, though? Good for her. And now, wait, I think I was mentioning this to you off the air. Uh, this is her first singles championship match on a takeover, correct? Yes, right? it is. It is her first singles takeover match. Well, she's had NXT Women's Championship matches before, but this is her first on a takeover. And oof, I am excited for it. I cannot wait. Yeah. We're going back to callbacks now. Uh, do you remember her first opponent in, at a takeover in a singles match? No. No, I don't. Io Shirai. Oh, in, no. really? In Toronto. Okay. Okay. In Toronto. And it's a callback to one of the and – we, and we've all seen this match. It may have been the best match on the card that night. Mine is Johnny versus uh, Cole 3. Okay. Now, who, who won that first match? LeRae or, or Io? I forget. Io Shirai did. Okay. It was right when Io turned heel and became okay. the Joshi Judas. Oh, that's right. Okay. I remember that now. So, who do you think is going to win this one, Wade? Is Canvas going to take it off Io, or is Io going to, to ride this championship reign longer and really help rebuild this women's division? It's time for Candice to get her shine. Uh, really? Yes, Io Shirai has been a great women's champion. I am not going to knock it, but you need to honestly let Candice LeRae have her run. She had she her kind of it's kind of what she has her gimmick now, where she said she's tired of being the big sister or the mm-hmm. fallback, or you know, oh it's okay, I'm just or she's the gatekeeper. If you beat Candice mm-hmm. LeRae, you technically put yourself over. Because mm-hmm. she has such a big name behind her. It's time for her to have a title. And, you know, I'm not trying to say this is gonna this is gonna happen because Damian Priest doesn't look like he's gonna lose his uh, that's my, title. This is gonna be my follow-up. Mm-hmm. I feel that they're gonna play this power couple thing up. Uh-huh. Do you know how annoying the Gargano camp will be with both t- with the North American Championship and the NXT women's championship in their possession? S- solid right? gold. Solid, solid gold. gold. They're going to be like the gold. And they're like, well, that's their new name on Twitter. If they win the titles, I think it is what, what Maddie just said. Solid gold uh, power couple season. Um, right. Imagine them winning the titles. I, 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 I love it for the story because I think NXT tells the best stories in mm-hmm. all of WWE. They get their points across. They get them across quickly and they tell their story. You ready for this? Mm-hmm. In the ring. Mm-hmm. What a, what a concept! What a concept! What a concept! That's what different. Concept. So wait, wait, real, real quick follow up question for you. Okay. Do you think EO? If let's let's say EO drops, do you think she stays in place or does she move up? Mm, that's the that's the ultimate question. I feel with. Okay, I'm gonna say it now. Yes, yeah, she moves up, and as a fun bonus, we finally get the dream match we've all been waiting for. To have yeah. on the main roster, and you know exactly <laughs> yeah, which one. Yes, with yes. with interpreters. Yes, 
<laughs> no, no, not needed. Act, <laughs> no. They they speak the language of action, and I am here for it. I I agree. Now, do you think that they're going to have the same problems with her with the language barrier? No. I mean, so they're they're going to know what they're. I mean, moving forward out of the first booking, you think they're going to know what to do, or are we just going to get Kabuki Warriors 2.0 when Vince doesn't know what's going on? Uh, nope. No, I feel with with Io Shirai. Her talent speaks volumes. Mm-hmm. Um, hate to say it, and I'm and I and I am not the biggest Io Shirai fan. I'm not. She is undisputedly mentioned as one of the greatest women wrestlers right now in wrestling, and I can't dispute it. You yeah. can't. Asuka's number two compared to her. So yeah. why not have a battle to prove who's the better women's wrestler? And her gimmick is just so over right now. Or yeah. or put them on different brands hmm what a concept yes. again oh my god who knew who knew you could separate I, I, the, oh, the, the I, Japanese I do, stars I definitely uh, want to I, see that feud though I mm-hmm. definitely and I mean like I wouldn't mind if they were on separate titles and this feud was just a, a bullshit jabbing feud for a while until we got mm-hmm. another big crossover pay-per-view oh and they have real-time heat um, they get oh, along really? now, but there's there's a backstory between those two. I don't. I, I have really? to look more into it. It was explained okay. by her brother Big Heck. Shout out to him. He said, "Yo, you know they really have heat with each other. Like that's an old rivalry." So and maybe we'll see what happens past Takeover and have no. a little uh, have a little Heck brought into the the new normal podcast next oh, week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that'd be yes. lovely. I like it. I like it. So wait, have Oscar and EO ever met in the ring before? Uh, I, it's, you know, the thing is, I, I don't want to say no. I believe they may have touched in tag team situations, mm-hmm. but never okay. completely a one. in a one-on-one thing. I don't okay. think, I don't think mixed tags where, where you're not with your legit, like moving forward tag team partner. I don't think those situations count personally. Mm-hmm. Right. Agree. Right. But I do agree with Maddie. I think putting them on separate brands would be big. And I also think putting EO on SmackDown would do wonders for that brand as well. Mm-hmm. Right now, because they're not really building much of a mid card or championship scene over there. They're kind of recycling the same people over and over again. No whoa, offense. Whoa, whoa. We, we have a mystery female making her way back, wink, wink. Oh, yeah. Carmella, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, a, I don't know. It's a mystery. That? I don't know. But by the way, by the way, I'll make this quick. Um, I've definitely seen some things on on uh, um, social media where people are expecting the the masked or the shadowy character from NXT to be Wade Barrett. He's just he's just up for everything. I've I've uh, have you guys heard? I've, I've I've heard some some pretty solid rumors about somebody being that shadowy character. Do you guys have? No, any, but you like, know what? I'm, th- I, I have to bring it up. I had so one. I'm glad you brought that up. So l- l- let me just do do a little. Uh, segue into this. Ooh. So we started Ooh. seeing the, the the vignettes on this. Was that this week or did they start showing those last La- week? Last week. Last it week. was last week. All right. So it's all like green night vision. Mm-hmm. It looks like they're somewhere in the PC. Now I did find it interesting how there wasn't many words uh, anywhere around the room, but you did see tap out, which we all know is an MMA uh, brand of clothing. So That's- it has some kind of mixed martial artist. That's ah, WWE purchased that. that. WWE purchased that a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. The last couple of years of Tap Out have had John Cena's, uh, Sasha Banks. Okay, um, you're uh, right. You're right. Nesmith. Okay. Well, I couldn't remember. AKA Paul Dolph goddamn name. Um, <laughs> but what I found interesting is what was said in, in the video. 
mm-hmm. uh, from this week, but prior to them cr- uh, crashing the uh, showcase with the championships. Sh- shatter, uh, if you will. Or shatter, oh. yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the, the voice said, which either could be male or female, mm-hmm. uh, it was, I'm not sure what happened. I helped create something out of my own blood. Years and years of dedication, only to be taken over by paper champions. These NXT championships have been in isolation for far too long. Now I've come back to take what is mine. Mm-hmm. So leads me to believe that's a former NXT champion of some sort, someone who helped create this out of their own blood. So it has to be one of the NXT OGs. Wade Barrett would make sense, but did Wade Barrett ever hold any gold in NXT? And he was there during like the the, the game show eras of, right. of NXT. So Wade, what are your thoughts? Um, what you mentioned a certain word or a certain? Oh, phrase. he just froze. Other no, no, you guys go ahead. Certain phrases such as uh, "blood" line, and she they created something. Um, I think I feel like you and I are thinking the same thing. You know who I'm going with. It's someone who's been out of the eye for a little while. Uh, male or female? Female. Oh, see, I'm thinking male. So let's go with yours and then we'll go with mine. Okay. Now, I feel that they created something out of nothing or created something special. They've been in NXT before, but only as enhancement talent. Mm. Um, then they've wrestled some of the best and enhancement talent. And they were also part this person I'm speaking of in a very, very highly rated first round matchup in the original May Young Classic. Oh. And it is it was in the first round, and she lost to the eventual winner of the May Young Classic. I know where you're going with this, I think. And yes, I believe, and this is me speculating that the person in question we are talking about is Tessa Blanchard. But the, the, the transcript doesn't make sense then. I helped create something out of my... The women's evolution. Women's evolution. Thank you, Maddie. If she had won, oh. if she had won in that first round, she would have had the title, so taking back what's hers. Mm-hmm. I like where Wade's going with this. I just got goosebumpy, guys. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. Now, now, mine is a little bit more regurgitation. I didn't as much put this together as it made sense once I heard it. But former NXT champ, heavy bloodline, something he's owed coming back for his own thing. Mm-hmm. This could be the return of Bo Dallas. Wow. That would be a huge, huge comeback. Because Bo Dallas in NXT as the first, second, NXT champion uh, or one of the first one of the first champions he had a fantastic run and he really got over as a heel champion he got over huge huge yeah. huge I I was a fan of his on the main roster I uh <coughs> excuse me I definitely bought into the Bolive. I love the B team mm-hmm. I think that that guy made chicken salad out of all the chicken shit he was handed but mm-hmm. In NXT, he was a legit champion. He was a badass. And I think what happened to Finn Balor could mm-hmm. definitely happen to Bo Dallas. And here, here's just Maddie Tangent. Shit, let's get Ricochet back to NXT. Like, 
what is what's going on with him in the main roster? I think what people used to view as a step backwards, i.e. Fandango and Tyler Breeze, Mm -hmm. is not a step backwards. It's a step forwards in a different direction. So I'd love to Bo leave one more time. I'd like to see Bo Dallas as that shadowy figure come back, wreak some havoc, maybe be a pure badass heel, maybe be that lone wolf, make, make it happen. Let's do it. Right on, right on. Awesome. Well, I, I love both of those predictions. Uh, it, the date on the vignettes is 10 for 20. So that's going to be at TakeOver 31. Yep. We should see the unveiling of this hooded masked character. Maybe this hooded masked character is the real leader of retribution. Ooh, there's a little tie in. There's well, a little tie in. Hood, what, what is it with masks and hoods? You know, uh, it's, it, it works. It works. Yeah. They're, they're building, they're building suspense. We're talking about it for weeks on end, uh, you know? Right. So it could happen. So anyway, uh, before we finish up, Maddie, give us a quick rundown of what you've heard about the COVID outbreak uh, in yeah. the world of wrestling. Yeah. The COVID outbreak has, has been, has been something, something pretty, uh, pretty awful again. Um, the Eddie Kingston got his chance at the uh, AEW world heavyweight title that is currently held by John Moxley due to Lance Archer having to take himself out. Apparently the family dog Walker had tested positive for COVID. He had been around the family dog Walker and then Lance Archer tested positive himself uh, still inside AEW, Ben Carter. Uh, ben Carter had had two phenomenal showings on AEW Dark. Uh, I'm, I don't think he's signed yet. I'm not sure, but he main evented, I think it was the main event, um, AEW Dynamite late night on Tuesday with Scorpio Sky and put on what is, in my opinion, um, a match of the year candidate. Uh, Scorpio Sky and of course Ben Carter. Ben Carter has tested positive for COVID, so he's going to be, <clears throat> excuse me, on at least a ten day quarantine. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe even a fourteen. Um, I know that there was a couple other positives in AEW names. I'm forgetting right now. I know, pair- Serena Deeb. Oh, that's right, Serena Deeb. Serena Deeb, yeah. uh, who also last week just got herself a contract. Congratulations yeah. to her. Great to see her again. Most people will mm-hmm. recognize her without her hair from the Straight Edge Society as one of um, CM Punk's minions. Uh, mm-hmm. If you need to go back mm-hmm. and get some context on her, as far as the WWE situation goes, apparently uh, someone now, again, this is, this is just what I'm regurgitating. This is news that I've picked up from the week. Uh, somebody at the performance center has had some sort of a party, including some officials and some, some other people from WWE. There was an outbreak and they're working on backtracking. They're nervous about the people from the PC who came up and participated in the, uh, a gang beatdown, I guess we'll call it, when Retribution had numbers up to, I don't know, I guess they said 20 on TV. It looked more like 12 or 15 to me, but whatever. doesn't matter. They're worried about a possible contamination of the main roster due to Performance Center people that might have come into contact with the disease coming up and being in close contact. Then again, at least the good thing about Retribution is their gimmick was they wore masks. So, um, we will have to wait and see on that. I know that WWE is taking this very seriously. They're doing yeah. uh, uh, 10-day quarantines for people, which if this happened as of yesterday or the day before, uh, we'll get people cleared for Clash of Champions. And um, anybody that's nervous about 
takeover coming next Sunday. Uh, if they clear quarantine, they'll be good to go. But there is an uprising again. Um, I think that all the companies across the boards are doing a great thing. They're, they're holding shows in the middle of a global pandemic. They're testing like crazy. They're, they're masking up. They're doing the best they can. I don't think that this is sloppy. I don't think that this is stupid. I don't think that this is careless. I just think that this is the world we live in. But right. yeah, uh, some, some outbreaks of COVID are happening. So we'll see what happens with Lance Archer. Uh, we'll see what happens with Ben Carter. I definitely want to see him back a lot more often. Uh, mm-hmm. that, kid's, that kid's definitely got it going on. Uh, I want to see him on, on uh, Dynamite a lot more often, as well as Serena Deeb and everybody from the PC. Guys, good luck. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Mask up. Wash your hands. Take precaution. This is still going on. Yeah. And he, here's the hope, and it all blows over sooner than later. And we've been saying that for the past, what, seven or eight months now? But hopefully, yeah. you know, yeah. things will blow over at some point. But I agree with you, man. It's not sloppy, you know. And nope. thank God for wrestling, for giving us something new every week through all this shit. That's the only thing. In the world. Yeah. The only you know? thing. The only thing that's only- been there every single week to, and still push through. Because you know what? Uh, me personally, Maddie, you could you could attest this to as an entertainer, as a performer. Mm-hmm. The show must go on, yep. and that's exactly what pro wrestling has done. So, uh, with that, I want to give you guys a couple quick updates. Uh, Ring of Honor Pure Tournament has gone through its second week now of yep. their tournament. First week was Jay Lethal versus Dalton Castle, which was the first match Ring of Honor had back since their since. hiatus due to the pandemic. Great first match. Uh, again, they're they're doing it in arenas with zero fans, mm-hmm. zero people in the audience. Uh, second match was Jonathan Gresham taking on Wheeler Yuta, young up and coming star. <coughs> uh, Brother Wade has spoken about him on on air a couple times. Mm-hmm. Fantastic uh, performance against Jonathan Gresham. If you haven't seen it, go back and watch that match specifically. Uh, both Lethal and Gresham did win their prospective matches in the first week, uh, and this week. On Ring of Honor, we had uh, Rocky Romero taking on David Finley, David Finley taking the win. And then we had Delirious taking on Matt Seidel, and Matt Seidel got the victory as well. Those are the also from Block A from Block B. Uh, So those are our first four winners so far. Next week, we have Silas Young taking on Fred Yehi and Josh Woods taking on uh, Kenny King. So we are already in route to find and crown the new pure champion. Also, this week we had the second week of the G1 Climax over at NJPW. Yeah, yeah. If you want to get some updates, go listen to another show right here on the network called The Crossroads with our good brother Dusty Dave. He dropped a stop episode, talked a little bit about, about the G1 Climax. And also next week, NXT UK is coming back again and starting the Heritage Cup tournament. Uh, which is also has some uh, very unique rules, which we talked about a couple weeks ago, which <laughs> yeah. will be starting next week. Uh, so lots of big things happening in wrestling. We are here to bring you all the news, as much of the news as possible. Mm-hmm. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today, folks. So thank you for listening to episode 21 of the New Normal Wrestling Podcast. Be sure to check us out on the Fourth Wall Pop Network. Follow the network on social media at Fourth Wall Pop on Twitter, at Fourth Wall Pop Network on Instagram. I'm JC Bones. He's Brother Wade. He's DJ Maddie G. We are here to fill your kayfabe consumption every week, and we're here to make it pop. So until next week, goodbye, and good night. Bang! Bang. Thank you.
Thank you.